Welcome to the Startup Grind podcast. Startup Grind is the world's largest startup community, inspiring, educating, and connecting millions of entrepreneurs across the globe. These are the stories of disruptors, innovators, and game changers from the fastest high growth companies and venture capital firms in existence. Join us as we unpack their strategies, learn from their mistakes, and grow together. There is no time to wait, so let's begin. Hey all, welcome back. Startup Grind Global Podcast this is Chris Jonu. And today we have a very important episode. Uh, we have Elba Horta joining us, and she's one of the founders at Puro Earth, which is a Finland-based marketplace for carbon removal. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of individuals out there and a lot of companies trying to figure out how they can do their bit to kind of reverse the damage we've done to the earth, and that's the reason I wanted to 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 put this out there. Um, they have a solution, um, and that is Puro Earth. Um, so the the thing is that if we're to get to net zero, that's you know the aim of the game by twenty fifty, we urgently need to scale scale up carbon removal, not just reduce emissions. It's a lot of work to be done, and I just like that this is at least one solution that you can look into. So they have a marketplace called Pure Earth, and their goal is to remove ten gigatons of CO two a year by 2050 and the aim is to transform carbon from a climate problem to a green economy solution they've got swiss re and shopify on board um i think there's a number of companies looking to do this um anyway important interview hope you enjoy it cheers elba thank you very much for joining me um so you're coming to me from finland today yes thank you so much chris for having me here i'm very excited I'm excited too. Um, it's a little bit of a, a change of pace for us, but uh, such an imp- important topic uh, with Puro Earth, and we'll certainly, you know, get into get into the business and and hear about how companies can uh, not only reduce carbon emissions, right? It's it's right. much more much more to it than that. But before I jump the gun, I always want to kind of you know set the scene and give a bit of context uh, to the audience around who you are. And mm-hmm. and I usually start with a question. Um, anyone anyone can just hit me on iTunes if you don't like this question. I think it's a good one because it sets people back into thinking about their childhood and building rapport. Okay. <laughs> but the question is, um, uh, was there a mother or father that was an entrepreneur? Huh. Well, um, my father was, I would say, someone who would have liked to do a lot of uh, really innovative and um, really interesting things. You know, he was he was an electrical engineer, um, but he was always thinking and talking about all the you know latest scientific um, research. I remember our house was always full of. Um, Popular Mechanics. I don't know if anybody knows of this magazine, and uh, you know, National Geographic and all the other science magazines. So I think that from that side, I definitely get from him um, this sort of exploration and curiosity. Um, so maybe that's part of entrepreneurship. You know, I don't think I can say that I have someone in my family who was an entrepreneur, you know, opening businesses, but, um, entrepreneurship is also that curiosity. It's in my DNA. Well, did, yeah. So do you, did you kind of, 
the lemonade stand thing early on or was there like you know an interest in I guess in environmental uh, studies or what, what kind of yes so I went to to school I did a bachelor's in geosciences uh, mm -hmm. from Penn State University in the U.S. and um, that was you know a really exciting uh, time for me it was um, I I really wanted to understand what the earth was about um, and um, and at that time there was of course environmental movement going on we were already so this is, let's say, 20 years ago. We, of course, we were we were already aware of what was happening, um, but at that time, I thought, you know, I won't find a job being an environmentalist. Um, that sounds like hard. I I thought, you know, it's 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 uh, being um, an activist in a sense, and and I was like, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that. I I like more. Um, the practical part. And uh, I did my bachelor's on actually earthquakes. So then I moved to California because I was studying the San Andreas Fault. And wow. when I moved to when I moved to San Francisco, I found that um, the startup scene there was amazing, you know. And I was coming with all these skills um, in programming and you know, systems administration, because I had been doing my, my thesis and administering everything myself. So then I sort of fell into all that hype uh, in Silicon Valley. And then I started working for startups there, um, doing more like systems analysts and, and uh, networks engineering, that kind of thing. So wow. I went away from uh, the geosciences aspect and moved into technology. So, you know, it's possible to keep sort of bending your career to your interests and to what you find and, uh, and where your potential is. Um, then I, I stayed in that um, uh, technology until only just a few years ago when I started, um, say, hearing this call that I need to go back uh, in this full circle and go back to um, the environment and the earth. So a few years ago, I started working for a sustainability company. Um, and then a year ago, I joined Puro Earth um, because I was so impressed with, by what they were doing. You know, when I, I remember seeing their website um, that they were creating the first uh, voluntary carbon removal marketplace for businesses. So um, it's a B2B platform where they are connecting carbon removal entrepreneurs with uh, companies who are sustainable or wanna be sustainable and would buy the, their carbon removal certificates, which is um, what confirms that these suppliers are actually removing CO2 from the atmosphere. So the concept seemed so uh, aligned with what I wanted to do, and um, and this is what I'm doing. You know, um, uh, telling now I'm for Puro. I'm doing all, all the communications, uh, marketing, um, business development. So um, I'm trying to, like in this podcast, uh, go out and talk about what we are doing, which is trying to scale carbon removal uh, globally.
and 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 you this was like really early on right so you're one of the one of the co-founders right when you first met yes when i first started um well the the father of the idea his name is anti vihavainen um uh, first co-founder and marianne tikkanen uh also co-founder at uh, at that time and then uh when i joined uh, i have also become co-founder and also another uh colleague tony risico and 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 was this was this the business that you you know the the, the people that you're working with now was that something that you saw from afar or would you had, had you already got to finland just kind of exploring how did it kind of come about no actually because um i moved to finland about 12 years ago and uh, when I when I came to Finland, you know, from from California, a uh, very different um, uh, place, but I, but I did find here a very uh, really exciting and dynamic startup scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, Finland is the home of Slush, for example, which is you know the biggest uh, European startup gathering, and uh, you know for startups to look for funding. Uh, to be matched with investors, to look for inspiration. So it um, that whole scene became part of my life here. And I worked for different uh, sort of successful startups. Um, and um, so it, it just was uh, a very, a very natural um, transition then to move into a startup that is doing climate tech. Mm -hmm. And, and did you kind of, was it, you know, you said you kind of came full circle, but can you kind of pinpoint the moment when you felt like you needed to start, like, I don't, I don't want to say the words giving back, but kind of getting back on the, the path of, yes, yeah, like a better yeah. way to change the world. Um, I think my moment came um, when someone that I admire really, really a lot died. Her name is Polly Higgins. Um, she was called the lawyer of the earth. She started uh, the movement of ecocide. I don't know if you heard about mm -hmm. this. Um, it is a movement to uh, make ecocide uh, or, you know, really uh, large scale damage of ecosystems to become an international crime. And so her and her team had, had been, and they are still uh, fighting for this. Um, and what it's really great is that the movement has grown a lot um, since her death, um, I would say about a year and a half ago. And so that was for me, I would say a, a, a definitely pivoting point, you know, because we have these people that we admire that are doing very um, inspiring things. And um, then all of a sudden, you know, when she died, it, it really gave me this, this uh, idea that, well, you know, we all have to be doing these inspiring things. We all should be using our talents to for what we know that is right for us. And so in this case, it is to restore the planet, to restore our climate. You know, global warming is affecting everyone. It's affecting, uh, you know, equality. It's causing poverty. It's affecting economically, you know, even developed countries. Um, and so we really need to do something about it. And the only way to do this is to remove, you know, CO2 from the atmosphere. 
Otherwise, the temperature of the atmosphere will continue to rise to a point where then we will not be able to bring it back. So the idea is that we will follow the goals set by the Paris Agreement and try to keep that uh, concentration of, of, the, of CO2 in the atmosphere to bring it lo uh, lower. And so that is what at Pluto Earth we are trying to do. We're trying to really start uh, what we call the carbon transformation, which is when businesses and um, everyone out there starts to see uh, or starts to see carbon carbon or carbon emissions as you have you can reduce you must reduce all that you can, and then after you have reduced all that you can then you have to remove the rest. And so, but we need to have an industry for that because this has to be done at a really high level. We call it at gigaton scale. So gigatons of CO2, it's a really big amount. And uh, the only way to do that is to really create uh, infrastructure, to create a global um, industry where you know in every country there is carbon removal um, and um, at Puerto Earth we focus on technology-based carbon removal or you know product-based carbon removal of course we know that there is nature-based carbon removal and we are um, in partnership with that but we do not have uh, carbon removal suppliers in our platform for that. In our platform, we have um, more like tech engineered or um, uh, product based carbon removal. At the moment, we have three main uh, methodologies. A methodology is a, you know, it's a way to calculate how much CO2 is a process or a product removing from the atmosphere. And we have uh, something called biochar. Biochar is a type of stable carbon that is um, made from biomass. So anything that, that comes from plants or it can be biological waste. And it is uh, pyrolyzed, which is that it is burned at really high temperatures um, in the lack of oxygen, without oxygen. And what that does is that it stabilizes the CO2 content. And then it looks like black pellets. And this, um, this black substance um, has a really high permanence, meaning that if it's used, for example, as a fertilizer in soils, um, it can last in the ground for hundreds of years, up to thousands of years. So wow. that, is, that is carbon removal, right? You're taking the carbon that is uh, in the atmosphere or that is coming from the biomass that the plants have captured, and then you're making sure that it's preserved and that it's not escaping back into the atmosphere. So that's one of the methods, it's called biochar. Then another method is wooden building, building elements, and this is like timber elements. Um, it can also be uh, any material that is used in a building um, that comes from biomass, meaning it comes from plants uh, and it has captured CO2. Um, then once it is put in a 
building structure, for example, in Europe, a building must be upstanding for at least 50 years. And we know that buildings usually stand for longer. So it could be 50 to 100 years. So that's uh, how much the CO2 will be sequestered for. And uh, I recently wrote a blog post, which you can find at puro.earth in our website, on the role of wooden building elements for achieving a net zero world. So, you know, we need industries that are sustainable and we need to change the industries that we have now if we want to reach this net zero. So one of the industries that emits a lot of uh, CO2 is the construction industry because of cement, because of petroleum-based products, because of all the energy that is used in buildings. So one, one way to reduce that footprint would be to use more wooden building elements. And especially if they are coming from sustainable forestry. So our suppliers who have wooden building elements and who sell their, their CO2 certificates, CO2 removal certificates um, must be certified by the Forest Stewardship Council or PEFS so that they are certified sustainable. Those forests are capturing the CO2 and then the timber that is being done from those forests or other things like, for example, insulation, um, that is preserving the CO2 and sequestering it in a building for 50 to 100 years. Yeah. So that's the second method. Uh, third method we have is carbonated building elements. So again, uh, we need to reduce CO2 from construction industry. So uh, construction uh, building elements that are, that are carbonated, um, when they are manufactured, the CO2 actually gets um, at the molecular level uh, impregnated in that, in that building element. And so we know that that CO2 is trapped there. And then that building element can be used uh, in floors, in walls. Um, and that's the third method. And we at the moment are, are uh, working in other methodologies uh, for example, we are working on geological uh, storage. And these are processes that um, will come from also uh, the CO2 being captured uh, comes from biomass, so from some kind of plant. Um, and then it will get uh, it will get stored in a geological formation. And we are looking at um, different methods of doing that. So for example, direct air capture, which are these machines that actually uh, suck uh, CO2 from the air. Mm -hmm. And then we're also looking at bioenergy, carbon capture and storage. Um, and this is when an energy plant that is using biomass at, then at the same time is also capturing the CO2 that comes out. So you have, uh, energy and you also have the capturing of the CO2 and then it is stored uh, in a geological storage. The other method is bio oil. So oil 
that comes out of py the pyro pyrolysis process I explained before. And so the liquid that comes out of that, it can be also put into geological storage. So it's, they're very exciting things, you know, of course these need a lot more funding um, in our platform. We uh, give the opportunity to companies to start uh, jumpstarting this, this uh, very nascent industry. Um, and, you know, one example that, that we can mention is Shopify. Uh, they became our okay. customer. Just before that, though, can I can I mm -hmm. ask a question? Because I'm I'm busy busy writing there, and I will definitely want to cover. Okay. Shopping. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the you know what kind of attracted me to to your company first first of all was the idea that you know a lot of companies out there you know really want to do their part, but they don't know where to start, kind of thing, right? And you give them the possibility to do something pretty easily, right? Yes. So we actually are, we are like their sustainability team in a sense that we are looking for the carbon removal suppliers. We verify them. Um, we make sure that their processes are carbon net negative. So really they are capturing CO2 from the atmosphere. We deduct from that all of the emissions that the actual operation uh, emits. So for example, if, of course, there are emissions when you manufacture wooden building elements, let's say, but we subtract all of those emissions. And at the end, the carbon removal certificate that we sell has taken all of that into consideration and only the absolute net amount of CO2 that has been captured and stored in that wooden building element or in the biochar. That is what we sell to corporations so that they can use them to neutralize or compensate for their emissions. Right. And then the, and then the other thing that like, you know, um, I think this came from your video that was quite, you know, um, an important uh, thing I wanted to touch on was that the reduction of carbon is not enough, right? And we also need to remove this stuff in order to get to the like, um, you know, yes. the targets from the Paris Agreement. Yes, unless we remove carbon from the atmosphere, we're not going to make it to to those targets. And uh, you know, in in real serious terms, we're not going to make it in terms of our climate. I mean, as the climate uh, keeps. Um, becoming worse and worse, we're going to see, you know, worse uh, hurricanes, worse droughts, and everybody is going to be affected. Our economies will continue to be affected. So we really have to stop that. We really have to stop where we are going, where the planet is heading. And so, um, and we, you know, we humans, we know this is an audience of entrepreneurs. We have great minds we can come up with solutions when there is the pressure. And so, um, you know, at Puto Earth, we are giving an opportunity for entrepreneurs who are removing carbon from the atmosphere to come and meet corporations who say, okay, I want to be part of this. So I want my company to remove carbon, remove our emissions, be responsible. 
And so in our platform, they get to be matched. Um, and one, one of the things, you know, for example, we have seen in the press uh, in the last year, uh, more than double all the net zero commitments and pledges from companies. And then we have seen amazing strides that many companies have done, like for example, Stripe, they, um, they had uh, a fund a very, very high, very, you know, exploratory level projects that are still not getting uh, removal certificates, but that will. And so they, they started by funding those because the trailblazers are needed, you know, but at the same time, we already have methods that are available. You know, we don't need the science, the, the sci-fi methods, the sci-fi methods will come um, in time. But at the moment, we also need to work with what we have. And so at Puro, we have, we're looking forward, but we are also looking now. What is it that we have available now? We have biochar available, we have wooden building elements available, we have carbonated building elements. So we need to start removing carbon from the atmosphere now with those methods. And in parallel, of course, in parallel, we also have to be funding the more, um, you know, the, the high-tech engineering solutions from the future. Absolutely. And, and I think, look, um, you know, without going too far down a rabbit hole that I don't want to, it must be extremely, extremely frustrating when um, this is, like, politicized. Yes, um, but at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of governments that are also understanding um, that they need to do net zero targets and they need to be practical into how to get there. So um, I think that hopefully in the next uh, four years also, we will see a change in this and more um, support coming to carbon removal industry. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one, and then and then um, can you talk about the Shopify one and some of the big wins that you've you've had? I know that um, yes. uh, you know to your point, if you can kind of get those influences and trailblazers along, it's going to get the momentum there. But there seems to be, um, you know, to your point with those statistics around things doubling and stuff, people know like this how dire this situation can be, or either even just from just you know. Uh, um, you know, here in Melbourne, you know, flood here, hot, the hottest day in winter here, you know, we, they get, we get it right. So there must be some, um, yeah. yeah. Can you talk about some of the wins and the, the momentum that you're excited about? Yes. I think that one of the things that we were very excited to announce was when Shopify um, in September of 2020, they chose three food to earth carbon removal suppliers as part of their pledge to invest a minimum of $5 million annually in breakthrough sustainability technologies. Nice. So, you know, they are such a big tech uh, you know, giant and they became even bigger in 2020. And they assist, you know, from the smallest of businesses to the largest of corporations to generate, uh, you know, billions of dollars. Um, so they really move the economy and they, 
know that they can be uh, part then of a change. So they are part of you know, uh, a trend in, in high-tech companies to become more sustainable. We, we are seeing it, for example, Microsoft, when at the beginning of this year, they announced that not only will they become carbon um, neutral, or carbon net zero, they will become carbon negative. They said that they were going to remove all their historical emissions all the way to 1975 when they were funded, you know? So, um, you know, there is, there is definitely in the high tech uh, from startups to big tech companies, uh, this sustainability trend, and we're very happy about that. So, you know, they companies like this, for example, Shopify, they they pride themselves in engineering market forces with their innovations. And this is exactly what they've done for carbon removal. So they um, bought uh, carbon removal, they created a portfolio of you know, pioneer um, work um, like Puto Earth, and they chose three of our suppliers. To, to fulfill their net zero strategy with CO2 removal certificates and help these suppliers to scale. So, and to continue to commercialize their technologies. So with, with this kind of high profile companies, um, we are seeing a momentum for sure. And is that like um, just, um might be a stupid question but is that is that then like suppliers that are in you know from memory there in toronto or whatever the main headquarters that you find or are they just pulling emissions out from any anywhere uh they can be from anywhere because the the impact is on the atmosphere you know and so the atmosphere is everyone's um, the suppliers that they chose are uh, in Finland, uh, Australia, and Sweden. So, um, and they, they chose uh, specifically biochar. Um, and um, what is really interesting about these companies is that the, the source, what we call the feedstock, the source uh, of the biomass that uh, creates this, this uh, biochar, it's very different for all three of them. So one of the carbon removal suppliers, it's called Carbofex, and the source of their biomass comes from um, sustainable forestry thinnings. So that means when they cut um, some of the trees to keep the forest you know, managed, and then that, instead of being wasted, which would actually produce more emissions, it becomes biochar. And so all of the CO2 that has been sequestered there uh, gets, um, you know, it becomes permanently stable. Then uh, they will use the money that they get from selling the CO2 removal certificates to make uh, for, for R&D, so for research, they are, for example, developing new bio, biochar-based products like filtering products for water uh, ecosystems. And so there you see how the money from the carbon removals, it actually might be used into a, either further innovations. Mm -hmm. 
So, and this is exactly the kind of network effect that we want to create, you know? Shopify gives um, money for these carbon removal certificates. The supplier uses that to create an innovation. That means that the biochar will be used in other applications, you know, spurring perhaps another sector and giving, creating jobs. So there's many co-benefits in this. Um, from the beginning, we wanted to have a, we wanted to have an ecosystem. So not only do we have the corporations that are buying the CO2 removal certificates, we have the suppliers, we have partners that help companies, for example, with their uh, carbon calculations, carbon footprint calculations. Um, and all of them are really creating network effects towards each other. And it is spurring new innovations and uh, it is growing the market. And this is exactly what we want. We want the carbon removal market to be as big as oil and gas is today. We must substitute that industry with an industry that is sustainable. Absolutely. And then so, um... So you kind of get these, these network effects, that, that's the dream, right? And then does it become um, where it's beneficial that the suppliers that they pick are, are local? I'm, I'm guessing there's a lack of suppliers at the moment. Yes, so we at the moment are seeing that there is a supplier constraint market in the sense that there's so many companies out there pledging for becoming net zero uh, by 2030, by 2040. Um, and of course, many of them, they need to start, well, all of them, they all need to start now. So they need to start with their reductions. Mm -hmm. First, that's most important. How can your business model use uh, less resources? How can your business models use less energy? And if you have to, you know, use renewable energy. So all of these things first, do a program of reductions inside your company. And then what you can no longer reduce, then you remove. Because otherwise, you're not going to reach that net zero moment until much later. You know, we call the net zero moment that that place in time where your company is removing the same amount of emissions that you are emitting. And uh, in order for corporations to reach that point, they need to start today with both reductions and removals. And is the, you know, the, you know, the replanting of forestry and is that, is that, a, is that a part of it? Is that a big part of it? Yes, yes. Um, it is a part of it. If the, these nature-based solutions are um, well managed and verified that the, for example, uh, carbon removal in nature base could be a, what it's called afforestation, meaning that there was no forest there and then you plant a new forest there. So you for sure know that there is new carbon uptake by those, by those plants, by those trees. Um, you know, some of the challenges there are that trees take a, a long time to grow. Um, there are challenges, of course, that we are seeing, you know, with the fires. Um, so they, they are just uh, more difficult to manage and to measure. But of course, that they are part of the solution. We, we for sure need to 
uh, focus on nature, on biodiversity, and those projects are very important. But what we are saying is that you know nature-based is not it's not going to be enough. We really have to do also uh, product-based, process-based, um, and tech-engineered carbon removal in order to reach the goals that we need to reach. Yeah, and so, but the and the pro, but the problem is, or at least one of the problems uh, is that from the supply side. I'm guessing it's expensive to have the equipment to remove the carbon and stuff, right? Is that why there's... Yes. Yeah. Yes, and this is why we put this together um, to give an, an additional revenue stream to these mm -hmm. carbon removal operations. So imagine if you, um, you know, I'm going to take the example of one of our suppliers. They do um, insulation it's called cellulose fiber insulation. It comes from recycled newspapers. Um, those newspapers have come from sustainable forestry. And then they take those newspapers and make them into this insulation, which um, then goes into buildings. So, and we take into consideration all the emissions from all that chain and uh, then the the carbon removal certificates that they get at the end get uh, sold to corporations to compensate. Um, but if you look at what they are doing, you know, they are creating uh, many jobs along the way. Um, they are also, you know, they are all in, in developed countries uh, on, for now. So we know that there is, um, that they are, going through that they are you know socially sustainable and responsible and that uh, carbon is going to be durably uh, stored for 50 to 100 years um, these kind of you know these kind of innovations are the kind of thing that we have to substitute in, in the in other in the construction industry, and um, it's really great that the co corporations, you know, like Shopify and all of these, you know, big tech leaders that are buying carbon removals, they are making that whole value chain uh, expand. Right. Well, yeah, because as they you know open a new office and stuff as well, they're demanding these these. Products. Yes. And uh, for example, in our website, you can see in our blog post, we have uh, one of our suppliers. Um, I, I wrote a blog post about how they have um, doubled their, their production. So doubled their volume by buying a new dryer. So they needed a new dryer for the biomass that goes into creating biochar. And so, and they were able to buy that dryer with the money from CO2 removal certificates. And so that means that now they are, they have doubled their capacity to sequester CO2. Awesome. Uh, and this is, you know, this is that ripple effect that we want. And then are they just, you know, some like startups that are kind of tackling these products from novel ways? Um, so these companies, many of them 
are, yeah, they are like startups, you know, in the sense that they need uh, funding for uh, that first facility. Others uh, are already uh, working as a commercial facility, but they still face barriers. So they might face barriers in the sense that because of what, what they are doing is a little bit different than what their industry is doing. So if you look at, you know, like the construction industry, it's a little bit different. Um, so they need that, that's the barrier is an adoption barrier. So we help them lower that adoption barrier. Um, with biochar is the same, you know, biochar is a fertilizer for regenerative agriculture. And so it needs to be used more. Not only is it, it's, it's an organic fertilizer. So in, you know, in terms of health, it's, it's a healthier fertilizer and um, it, it sequesters CO2. So we would need to be using more biochar. So these companies, when they get the additional revenue stream, they can make a new facility, for example. Or they can, you know, if they have a piece of equipment that it's their bottleneck, so they can buy a better piece of equipment. Yep. And sorry. And I was going to say that um, buyers can uh, do multi-year agreements. So, for example, let's say a company they know that their emissions are going to be ten thousand tons every year, so they can enter into an agreement with one of these suppliers to say, okay, you're going to produce um, your product and uh, we're going to fund that production and we will get the CO2 removal certificates that come out of that production. And so we call them pre-purchase agreements. The buyer decides this with the supplier and so, and then the supplier can make the changes they need to make to increase that production and the CO2 removal certificates then will uh, be sold. So they are pre-sold in other words. And that really helps those companies. Some of them will not get off the ground at all without the, those kind of pre-purchase agreements. And, and so I guess, you know, into kind of, um, you know, mindful of your time, but the, um, if I was to, if we would kind of end on, um, you know, the, the founders that are listening of, you know, the, the bigger tech companies that, that perhaps are listening or founders of, you know, new emerging companies that are listening, what's kind of, what's the kind of call to action for them, as you see it? Uh, call to action would be to calculate what your carbon footprint is. So, uh, look for help. Uh, there are, you know, many different ways from general uh, calculators out there, you can just Google for them, to working with a sustainability consulting for more detailed calculations, and then figure out, okay, how can I reduce the footprint of my startup or of my company? Where can I lower, you know, my energy consumption, my travel, all of that? And then what you cannot reduce anymore make sure you neutralize that by removing it from the atmosphere. So go to Puro Earth. Um, you can see uh, we have an online shop 
So you can actually buy with a credit card um, uh, these CO2 removal certificates or corks, we call them. Um, if you go to puro.earth, just go to online shop and in there you can see a listing of all the companies that all the suppliers, you know, and it, you will see an explanation of what is the carbon removal method, how much um, CO2 are they removing from the atmosphere, uh, what is the source of the material they use, how is that product used afterwards, what are the co-benefits. So um, if you're interested in, you know, I really want carbon removal that also helps um, with other areas of sustainability, you can, you can get that information there. And then make a decision and say, I'm going to neutralize by removing the rest of my emissions. And the good part about it is that then you communicate that. You, you can use it in your communications, in your marketing, because customers, I mean, sustainability, it's very important for customers. Yeah. So when you can say that you are doing as much as you can for the planet, you know, a customer might choose you just because of that. Great, great. Well, th yeah, thank you very much, um, Elva, for joining me today. I, um, it's, you know, refreshing to me to have a change of pace and talk about something, you know, so important. Completely different, yeah. Yeah, I wish you all the best. Say thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm really glad to be able to talk to this audience because, you know, I've been listening to your podcast as well. And it is such a great uh, source of information and of inspiration. So, you know, just That's true. That's true. I, I, again, you know, all, all of you guys out there, um, companies can really make a difference in what is happening with the climate. So do something. Uh, take that first step today. Go to puro.earth and start finding out, learning more. Thank you. Thank very you. Much. She's all. Thank you for tuning in. To keep up to date with all things Startup Grind, visit us at startupgrind.com or join us at any event in a city near you. Until next time, chase the vision and keep hustling.